Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. Psychologist, author, speaker, musician, former professor, and the host of Love and Life, Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. Welcome to Dr. Karen Love and Life. I'm Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. To kick off the new year, we're going to start with an occasional series that I've called Let's Get Real. Because when we talk about relationships, there are a lot of myths out there. And oftentimes those myths really get us into trouble. They lead us astray. They get us thinking down the wrong path. We're confused. We don't know what's going on. So we're going to get real with this series. And to start, I want to share a song with you that I wrote for Dan for our second anniversary. And just give it a listen, and then we'll refer back to it. It'll kind of lay the foundation for the rest of the podcast.
Thanks for listening. The song is called Breathing, and the chorus goes, it's like breathing, so easy, loving you couldn't come more naturally. And it's going to lay the foundation, like I said, for the rest of the conversation. But just a little backstory on the song. I remember early in our marriage, Dan was talking to his sister, Vicki, and we were vacationing with them, and I overheard Dan say to Vicki, being with Karen is so easy. It's like breathing. And I remember just being so struck by that thought. And of course, all my many, many relationships over the years, I totally agreed with him because being with him was nothing like it had been like with other guys where there was a lot of good stuff, but it just it was a struggle and it was hard. And what was going on was difficult. And with him, all of a sudden, everything just fell into place. And so I loved that thought, and for our second anniversary, I wanted to do something special for him, so I wrote the song. So that's the backstory of the song, and because it's all about Dan, and because we're going to talk about something that I think would be really helpful to have the male perspective, and Dan's journey in Matters of the Heart has been quite different than mine. So I've invited Dan into the studio to talk with me about this issue. Hi there, honey. Hey. It was. It's fun hearing the song again. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. That is, um, some of our um, our friends have used that song now for their wedding, for their first dance. As you can imagine, it's such a, a beautiful song and so well written and performed by my beautiful wife. And um, available on iTunes, by the way. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> He's my manager, publicist, marketing man. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it if it wasn't good, honey. Thanks, honey. Glad to be here. So let's get into it. So I'm, I'm, I'm laying it down. I'm, I'm throwing down the gauntlet and I'm saying to people, relationships should not be that hard. They should be easy like breathing. What do you think? Well, I think, I think ideally that's the case. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing I want to just before we even move forward, I wanted to say that if someone's in a really rough relationship or if someone has had some just hideous experiences, because I mean... There's legit bad stuff going on in relationships all the time. So I don't want to be insensitive. Rather, I really want to inspire you. So if you aren't in a relationship yet, and you want that in your life, I want this to be something to think about. These are tools to say, if you're starting to date someone, like, it's not feeling easy, like breathing. You know, it, it's hard. And, and I want you to take a look at that. And I want you to consider that. And maybe consider this is not the right relationship. And then later in the program, we'll talk to the people who are already in a relationship with maybe they're the right person, but things aren't easy. What can we do then? So we're trying to, to be helpful for everyone and also mindful that, you know, we've been there. You know, both of us have been in relationships that were not easy, like breathing. So understand we're coming from a, a position of been there, felt that. Yeah, that's a fact. So we definitely don't want to come off as uh, know-it-alls and annoying and make you want to be nauseous or, or cause you to be <laughs> nauseous listening to this podcast just uh, just some thoughts of after living some life yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> 
am Brie Wade from Columbus, Ohio, and I enjoy listening to Dr. Karen Love and Life. I love the advice she gives and the encouragement. Every week, I look forward to a new Love and Life hack and her message of making it happen. So I'm standing by my assertion that relationships shouldn't be all that hard. And reason number one, to my mind, that some people are in relationships and they are feeling very hard. The first reason I think that this happens is because people are trying to make a relationship work that isn't supposed to work. You feel me? Oh, I feel you. (laughs) Yeah, we see that all the time because somebody puts um, a certain amount of time into it. They've had that, that, that commitment. You know, they don't want to have that. They don't want to be a quitter. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, when in many cases they should and just move on. Life is too short. And if it's, if it's that hard, you know, especially before you made any type of marriage commitment or anything else, or, you know, it's time to move on and, and look for greener pastures. Yeah, well, it's so funny because another one of my guilty pleasures is Million Dollar Listing, <laughs> New York and L.A. And today I was watching... And these two guys are engaged. It's Josh Flagg and his fiance, which I forget his fiance's name, but they were fighting and it was really like below the belt, like mean stuff that they were saying to each other. Actually, it was more the fiance that was saying it to Josh Flagg. And and then and Josh, they cut to like him talking to the camera, you know, those reality shows, that's how they do it. And he was like, you know, it's just the stress of the of the engagement and the wedding planning and we're just it's kind of we're kind of hating on each other right now but we're going to get through it and then we're going to be on our honeymoon and it's just going to be fine. And my red flags were like waving like no <laughs> way. This right. is not, like if it is hard and you guys know I've been in an engagement that was the wrong engagement and I've been engaged to Dan which was the right engagement. It's a very different feeling. But if you have that much stress and angst going on that is telling you something that you're trying to make this work when it isn't supposed to work right well you're already probably treating your in that case to be spouse right worse than you're treating your friends around you right Right. yeah and that's the other thing too is like when you think about like why would someone try to force a relationship to work i mean it seems like on the surface like well if it's not meant to work just get out no harm no foul but people do it time and time again. And like you said, sometimes it's because they put so much time and energy in. They're like, we are five years into this. So it, it has <laughs> it got has gone out work. It is going Damn to it. work. <laughs> right. Because it's been so much of my life. And I get that. I've been there, actually. You guys know I've dated for a million years. So there were times when I thought this has got to we've got to have the payoff at the end. And, you know, so there's the, I understand that. And then there's also that time where you really like I was saying earlier, you really got to look at like. When you're dating, that's your A game. And when you're engaged, you still should be pretty much your A game because 20 years into the marriage. <laughs> so if you're not liking what you're seeing dating or in when you're engaged, what's it going to look like 20 years from now when or even 10 years from now when he's like, well, I don't have to impress her anymore. <laughs> you know, I could just put, pack on a cool 50 pounds, whatever, because I already right. got her, you know? Well, that's right. People think that, um, that they're going to change people. And then also I think, the um, a big reason people stay in is is fear, right? Fear of being alone. Oh yeah. You know they'd rather be not alone in a in a mediocre relationship than you know than than alone. 
I see it all the time. And my listeners know that I'm really active on Instagram and there's a lot of people posting quotes and stuff and I always love to comment and throw in my perspective. And there's a lot of people that it's it's funny because to the extent that we need to say, like to have a quote like it's better to be single and happy than be with someone in a mediocre or worse marriage or relationship. Sure. The fact that we have to say that suggests that there are still some perspectives out there that, that would say, no, better to have someone, anybody, than to be alone. Like, being alone is the worst thing ever. Well, and obviously there's family pressure, and, yes. and, and some people succumb to, to that family and peer pressure more than others. Well, yeah. Look at me, age 34. It was time, right? It's Clock was ticking. Clock was ticking. Good enough guy. Good enough. Which is actually kind of the worst. I had an Insta post about that recently where I just talked about that. Because breaking up with someone when there's so much good stuff there is even harder than breaking up when he's obviously emotionally abusive or worse. or That's a no-brainer. But when there's a lot of good stuff there, it's sometimes hard to tease it out. So again, getting back to our theme, if there's a lot of good stuff there, but there's still things that are just feel like a grind, that feel so difficult, some values that are different that make some of those day-to-day just ways of living make it, it frustrating, that's that's something you need to look at because life is long. <laughs> now, well, you mentioned values, and that's, yeah. I think that's key because the spark can be there. Yeah. But how long will that spark last if the values are so different? And that's something that people ask me a lot about because they hear the old adage about opposites attract versus Birds of a feather flock together. And so the research that I have been exposed to and seen show that you can have kind of opposite personalities. Like an introvert can be with an extrovert, but you have to have those same core values about how to do life. No, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, marriage is a lot about just how you want to do this thing we call life and lifestyle. And those values are, you know, for example, we just took a ski vacation and that's, a lot of money toward vacation, which is an experience. Whereas some people might value not so much an experience or travel, they might value buying something or getting uh, you know, a, a, a fancy ring or a, a necklace or bracelet. And so those value things might not seem like such big deals, but when you start doing life together, day in, day out, they can really make a difference. No, that's right. Yeah, we, we enjoy making those memories, and I'm sure a lot of people do. But we don't we don't particularly give extravagant gifts to one another. Yeah, well, and that gets back to another thing we've talked about on the on the podcast, the love languages. And so neither of us have gifts as our primary love language. So and and so if you haven't been exposed to the love language stuff, that's in a prior podcast. And so check that out. That's Dr. Gary Chapman's theory. And literally it's a very simple but profound way of understanding how couples can relate to each other and understand each other and then give each other the best of themselves rather. Yeah, highly recommend that. Yeah. I, learned, I learned a lot. Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. I'd love to connect with you on social media. On Instagram, I'm at Dr. Karen, D-R dot K-A-R-I-N. Here I share my thoughts on love and life through original quotes and images. I'd love to have you join the conversation. On Twitter, I'm at Dr. Karen Anderson. You can find me live tweeting my favorite shows, This Is Us, Will and Grace, and My Guilty Pleasure. All shows Bachelor Nation. On Facebook, I'm at Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. There, you can read my blog, see where I'm speaking, and find links to others' podcasts when I'm a guest on their show.
Okay, Dan, so I'm imagining a listener saying, all right, so I'm in a relationship and it is hard, but come on now, Karen. I mean, we have to work. We have to commit. And not every day is going to be sunshine and ponies, right? And so how hard is too hard? I mean, what would you say to a listener who's thinking that? Well, it's a t- tough question, but I would think that if you're having emotional ups and downs each day because of your relationship, uh-huh. you know, not, you know, maybe we all might from, you know, different outside influences, but right. if it's truly because of your relationship, then that's too hard. Yeah. If it's on a daily or a several times a week kind of basis. That's, yeah, that would, that would, that would be my answer. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, this psych nerd needs to go to the research. And I want to let you guys know, we've talked about the Gottmans. They are researchers, they're psychologists who look at marriage in particular and relationships and what works and what doesn't. And so I want to refer you guys to one of their theories, which has been substantiated by research time and time again. And and this, this theory is called the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. And they call it that because they've been able to identify at this point a couple could sit in front of the Gottmans or and, and the Gottmans could watch a videotape of a couple arguing. And I don't mean like knock down, drag out, but just having a tense conversation. And within three minutes, the Gottmans can predict with 94% accuracy whether or not this couple will go the distance. And it's basically when they identify these behaviors that they see in couples arguing. And they're called the four horsemen of the apocalypse because they are telltale signs. But here's the cool thing. So I was doing some research for this episode and I found on the Gottman website, there's a 30 question true false test you can take. And so what I want to encourage people, if you're in a relationship or or if you're not, but certainly if you're in a relationship and you're wondering, is this too hard? Is is this too much work? Where's the line? What, What line are we drawing here? Take the test and see if you and your your partner have some of these behaviors because if you do exhibit or you see in your partner or you catch yourself behaving in this way or having this feeling about your partner, that's probably going to be a real telltale sign that it's too hard. Darling, is uh, is Gottman spelled like it sounds? Yeah, G-O-T-T-M-A-N. And I'm looking at an article right now called The Four Horsemen Introduction. And I'm going to take the test later. Actually, we should do that. Let's do it. Yeah, later we'll do it. Are you nervous? (laughs) (laughs) You're funny. (laughs) Um, No, but maybe now I am. (laughs) I wasn't. (laughs) But yeah, and even singles out there, take it because these are things to look for. Just to give you guys an example, one of the telltale signs of what they call contempt which is a huge predictor for divorce if couples exhibit contempt for one another and one of them is eye rolling. So they've dialed this into the point where they see a couple roll their eyes in contempt like, oh, here he goes again or here she goes again with this nonsense. That is so predictive of divorce. So yeah, so avail yourself of that information and and be ready whether you're single and looking for love or whether you're in a relationship and you're not quite sure or if you're married and you see these behaviors, then you know that that's something that you really need to, to check and stop. <laughs> yeah. If you're married, you need to start dating your spouse again. Yeah. Right? Which is what we're going to get to in the next part. Hi, this is Kate from Chicago. The dating scene can be tough. And when I need a little encouragement, I turn on Dr. Karen's Love and Life to get a reminder that staying true to myself is the most important thing. So Dan, you've heard my perspective, which is a lot of the time, if not most of the time, when a relationship is too hard, it's because 
These people are trying to make something work that shouldn't work. They're not meant to be together in the first place. And they're having a hard time just letting it go for all those various reasons. But you, when we were talking about this a couple days ago, you said, you know what, don't forget, there's also another scenario that could be at work. Well, yes, I think that there's a lot of people out there that are meant to be together, whether they're married or long-term partners, and life has just gotten in the way. They've just kind of mm -hmm. lost their way a little bit with, with where they should be uh, in their relationship, right? You're right. And that's the challenge then, is if you're going to go the distance, you're meant to go the distance, but how do you do it? still maintain the sparks and the enthusiasm. Yeah, and it's probably just communication at the end of the day. The, the better somebody is not, um, is not passive aggressive, right? right? Um, we know how easy that is to whine or, or feel sorry for yourself. But as long as you have a mature relationship where you can communicate directly and not, not indirectly where somebody has to, your partner has to guess what's mm -hmm. wrong. You know, those, those types of things, you know, can help big time, but it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Right. Well, there's natural ebbs and flows, and, and the research shows that. I've looked at the research that looks at natural trajectory of marriage, and you always see a dip in marital satisfaction after kids are born, for example, because the mom's sure. not getting any sure. sleep, and dad's not getting any sleep, and diapers, and all of a sudden there's this kid that they're so thrilled about, but wow, that's cutting into the sex life, and that's cutting into our time as a as a couple. Right. And, and just to even... To lose that that top priority, which should, right. which should be your partner slash spouse, and um, you know it, it's once again it's just so easy to do that. And I think I think you know one thing that's probably important to do is is to sit back and think about your partner and think why did we fall in love in the first place? Right, right, yeah. We've talked about it before in the podcast when we've looked at some of the research that shows that even telling your story is powerful. And and so couples who share their love story with others are more likely to have a happy, successful marriage. So it is, it, it, telling others is probably not even that important. It's just that they're telling each other when they, they, they go over their love story time and time again at every opportunity. Yeah, well, and we've talked about it before in the podcast, but taking each other for granted is just natural. Mm -hmm. and, and it's gonna happen every once in a while. And, mm -hmm. and just as long as you kind of check yourself you know, without your spouse having to, to check you all the time. Right, right. <laughs> I'm sure that could get annoying and, and move you further apart. But, you know, the, the whole respect and not taking your, your spouse for granted, as we said, you know, date your spouse, right? And I love that. And that's a hashtag I use. I didn't come up with it, but I love it because it really just, it's succinct and it's, it's pithy. And it just says, listen, just because you're married and there's a ring on your finger and there's a legal document doesn't mean that you shouldn't give each other your all. And, and and it's always weird to me. And I, again, I you know I have such a different perspective because you know, I was singles for so long that all those years of being alone. So then to be married, I'm I, I want to be married. <laughs> so I don't have that tension that I think some people might. Maybe if they got married real young, where they you know they got married early twenties, and so by thirty five they're it's kind of humdrum and it's been there done that and and so they've lost their enthusiasm but i think because i know that there's no greener grass you, you know so i don't, I don't sure, know like I, just, sure. I try to put myself in the perspective of someone who is phoning it in and i don't know what what do you think is going on with some people is it is it they're keeping score is it they're like well he gained 15 pounds so screw it i'm going to too i mean what's going on with these couples that really aren't giving each other the best of themselves what do you think well, I think that you can get into all types of bad bad patterns, and then as you drift apart, the easiest thing to do is 
to to just find other avenues to put your attention towards mm-hmm. whether it be sports or you know these days all you know look all the gaming that happens right but you know now your buddies um, online become more important than than your wife you know, th- you know those types of things can happen so easily now with all the distractions and and all the things to take up our attention mm-hmm. and so if you don't th- make a real conscious choice to bring it back to to what's really important and and maybe there's just a lot of people out there that you know that aren't making that choice. Yeah. And maybe hadn't had the proper models, you know, growing up. You mm-hmm. know, we know that divorce yeah. is more and more prevalent, and and so maybe there's just um, many more broken families that you know that haven't modeled how to stay together and how to work through problems. You know, but that's just you know that's just a guess on my part. Yeah, and I and I would have to look at the research. I do think that you do see that there's more likelihood for divorce if the parents are divorced. So again, like you're saying, that model of going the distance, sticking it out, maybe hasn't been there. But I also don't like the idea of sticking it out and everyone's miserable. <laughs> no, know? I agree. You know, yeah, so, there, there's a level. Yeah, <laughs> of, so of misery. That's not a good model either <laughs> right, right. for for anyone. So it, it's complex, and, and I, I none of us here, you and I, and certainly we don't want to convey to our listeners that we're trying to make anything simple and, and and not appreciate the complexity. But at the same time, I'm always trying to understand why people, you know, this is the love of your life, supposedly. This is your life partner. No one on the planet cares about you more than this person. And yet right. you treat this person worse than your friends sometimes or a random stranger <laughs> sometimes. No, so, not a good idea. Yeah. Not the recipe for a long-term loving relationship yeah and then it will be hard i mean in that case the relationship will be hard so i stand by my assertion relationships shouldn't be all that hard and to leave you with a quick pithy way to remember how to pick a relationship that won't be all that hard and how to make a relationship that you're in easier i'm going to refer to a quote by dr laura schlesinger she says when picking a partner choose wisely and treat kindly. So the love and life hack for this week is choose wisely and treat kindly. Thanks to my producer, Michelle Musso, my communications manager, Chip Gregory, and my booking assistant, Christine Infanger, and my darling husband, Dan Abril, for joining the podcast today. It's a pleasure, sweetie. Happy birthday. (laughs) Thanks. Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. This is Dr. Karen Anderson Abral. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, make it a great week.